G'day guys, welcome to the Newcastle Knights 2023 team preview, the first one for 2023. The Knights finishing in 14th place on the ladder, but they've been very active on the player markets. Now, here to analyse the squad with me today, he's a very excited Patty. How are you, Pat? <laughs> very excited, mate. You summed it up well. I mean, we've come in, we've come in hot talking about the Knights, so I mean, I could dribble about these guys all, all day. I've got no idea how this is going to go. We've just <laughs> we've had a couple of drinks, and it, this guy has been absolutely... Just wouldn't leave me alone on the text for like the last two weeks. So I said we had to get Knights out first just to get him away from me. Mate, I think the one thing that we've discovered is that there's a lot of buyers in this team. It's actually, it's, it's a giant trap. That's the problem. It's, a it's actually a giant trap. It's, it's a worrying, Pat. Oh, mate, it's alarming. I'll tell you that much. Mate, the transfer market, 2023 gains. Impressive. Tyson Gamble from the Bronx. Adam Elliott, which I really love from the Raiders. Jack Hethering, the madman from the Bulldogs. Jackson Hastings from the Tigers, and recently Greg Marzu from the Titans. Now, their losses, David Clement of the Tigers, Edric Lee to the Dolphins, Tex Hoy to Hull, Jariah Momosea to the Eels, Anthony Milford to the Dolphins, Mitch Barnett to the Warriors, Solo to the Raiders, Suyasu Su to Hull KR, Jay Clifford to Hull FC, and Chris Randall recently to the Titans. Now, Paddy, what I was kind of having a look at, what I do like, and I don't mind having so many nights... They've got a very favourable opening six rounds with the Warriors, Tigers, Dolphins, Raiders, Manly and Warriors before they have a big game against Penrith. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a pretty good draw to open up with. It doesn't help when you're also a bottom of the <laughs> bottom of the table team from last year, but obviously new season, new hope as a supporter. Um, and you couldn't ask for better. So it's a good it is a good run to start with. I tell you what I love when everyone goes, Oh, they've got a really good draw. But they're a shit team. <laughs> like, how do we like, describe that? Like, I'm just sure the opposition on the other side is saying, we've got the Knights. It's a really yeah, good draw as true. well, right? Oh, it's, it is a bit depressing. But, you know, I think there's a good opportunity. If, you, if you're wanting to look to, ba- to bounce back, you know, 2020, 2021, we were in the eight, and then obviously a disaster last year. So if we want to bounce back, you can't ask for a better opportunity. Now, two other points I want to make before we rip into the player analysis. Big advantage for the Knights, they've been trading since the start of November. They only had one player go to the World Cup in Dominic Young, which if you're going to pick a player, you'll pick a winger to go to the World Cup, right? Yeah, true, 100%. And um, yeah, a lot of the boys opted out. So I kind of feel like that really talks to their mindset. So obviously everyone's training the house down, but every team is doing that, but... They all decided to. I think a big one was the Safidi twins. Like, they both <laughs> opted out of Fiji and decided to, to stay and train. And um, I don't know if you saw a few photos, but, like, they are looking lean. I have to say, they're looking really lean. On the flip side of that, we've got a fit and determined Caelan Ponga, <laughs> who looks like a love child of The Rock and Conor McGregor together. Oh, He's man. looking jacked. He is looking jacked. I, I thought he was training for Mr. Olympia. Honestly, he is looking huge. I feel like all the photo, every photo I see of him is almost <laughs> confirming that he's moving to six. Yeah, I think so, too. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, we'll have tonight, we'll have our studs, duds, cashies, bounce back, trap, drafts, and we'll have some projections for you along the way. Let's kick things off. How good is this bloke? All right, Paddy, you want to talk about Jaden Browley, who comes in at 695k. He's got a break-even of 48. Returned pretty well about halfway through mid-season last year, man. Yeah, I mean, considering that he was coming back from an Achilles, so a lot of people say that you need about 12 months to recover from the Achilles, but he actually did it in the preseason, came back towards the end of the year, and after building a bit of fitness, actually ended the year really strongly. Mm. Um, and I think the thing about Jaden Braley is that he's got such a solid game. He's an 80-minute hooker. He can punch it out. I know that you and me were just kind of discussing that 80-minute hookers might be on, on, on the bit of a, a downturn. But I think with him, he's the co-captain, and he just rips in. 
Like, I just really love him. And then if I actually take a look at his numbers, you know, towards the end of the year, his last three games was at about that 52 mark. Really solid. And if we actually jump back into um, his 2021 stats, Mm. you can see that when he's playing at 80 minutes, he's at about 55. So if we think about it, and we're projecting him to get that, if if not more... So I think that he's a really solid buy. And he's the kind of guy as well that he's not on origin radar. The Knights have a really late buy in round 10. And even then, our buy schedule is actually relatively favorable. So he could be a little bit of a a cut price keeper if he does get a bit more upside over that 55 that we're projecting at. I love his defensive like attitude. Mm. Trice just actually went up completely at the end of the last year. Point half a Trice compared to point two when he had that big fifty five average in two thousand twenty one. My only two things in the trial I want to check where Kurtman actually plays because we need to know considering that we think Kurtman's gonna be the fourteen, there's probably a chance that he takes twenty off Elliot, who probably will start at thirteen. Yep. Plus potentially taking ten off Jaden which will be a big one. But I still think he can probably get enough points in 70 minutes anyway yep. to rack up close to 50, I think, anyway. Yeah, I think he's that tackle bot hooker in the middle. Um, and as you just mentioned there, his attacking upside has been developing. So I think that he's a, a really great option. Yeah, and the other thing, obviously, he's been injured twice. He's yep. been Achilles and ACL. So his durability isn't 100% there. But I love the fact that he's a leader in that team and his defensive workload just sets the scene for a lot of what Newcastle will do. Yep. So, yeah, I don't mind that one at all, man. Yep. All right, let's move on. Adam Elliott. Now, he comes in at 606K, break-even of 42. Every time I see this guy play now, especially that season that he had at the back end of the season for the Raiders, he reminds me so much of Paul Gallen. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me, even though I want him from round one, if he might be... I think New South Wales need to get down and dirty with a few mm-hmm. players, like him and Hudson Young. Yeah. And I think he would be a perfect origin player. But right now, man, when you think he's priced at 42, we saw what he could do when he starts and plays around that 60 minutes. He'll be hitting around 50. He's a tackle breaker. He offloads. He gets through his work. I love him. He's set off the field now with Millie. <laughs> That's it, Mate, man. if we're not locking him, I don't know who else we lock in. Well, he's got to aim up because Millie's uh, – she's got the ring now as well. Like, she's killing it, both the engagement and the premiership ring from last year. And he's chasing her, bud, because she is the better one out of the two. Mate, 100%. And I think last year, you kind of nailed it there. He found his groove at lock. He really suited the modern-day lock. He got into his work, and he's just got a bit of ability about him. Obviously, he's had his off-field – indiscretions in the past, but now it kind of seems like he's got his head, uh, his head screwed on. I think unless... The only thing that I'm worried about is Newcastle have a, a problem on our edges. Like, we just don't have a guaranteed edge back roll that we're 100% set on. So yep. I don't want to see Elliot there. I think that he's a no-brainer to play lock. And if he's lining up at lock round one, I think he's a massive consideration. I, I think I agree with you that you can really build your starting middles around him. Oh, I can't believe he lost his edge DB, DPP. Like, that's, yeah. that was yeah, shattering to me. Because yeah. I reckon if he kept his DPP, he would have been the number one player I picked first. Yeah. It, well, I don't think he played edge, did he, last year? I think, yeah, I don't think so at all. Maybe no, he's off the bench. Because he came off the bench. Yeah. I mean, he played hooker. I imagine he got dual hooker. Dual hooker. That'd be, <laughs> yeah, that'd be arousing. Um, but anything can happen. You know, he might still get it. 
if he gets a name in round one, but I, I, don't, I can't see that happening. I've got a, we've both got a projection consensus, 50 to 52. I think that's fair, man. Yeah, I think that's very fair. Yeah. I think he's a go-off. All right, let's move on. No, 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 no. Duds and the man we were talking about are potentially splitting some minutes with the two studs. Kurt Mann, 570k, break-even of 49. He does have a mid-half tag, but probably a little bit too versatile for his own good here, Paddy. Yeah, I, well, you know, he is the perfect 14, realistically. Mm. Like, he can cover any position in the spine... He can cover in the outside backs. He can play lock. Like I, I just think that he's a no-brainer at fourteen. Um, and yeah, he's just. A, I think the minutes just aren't going to be there. With yeah. Elliot can play big minutes. Man, uh, sorry, Brayley can play big minutes. Avoid. He's a dud. Yeah. Other guy, Tyson Gamble, three hundred ninety-three k break even of twenty-seven. We've seen what he could do in the in the past, but the problem is Barry Tui was saying yesterday. Ponga said to him that. It's his idea to go to 5'8". Yeah. So he wants this jersey. Unfortunately, that means Tyson Gamble. Sorry, mate. You're either going to be competing for a versatile, uh, for the 14 or you're going to be playing a lot of New South Wales Cup. Yeah. And uh, like I think that both of them are potential watch lists because they're kind of the next man up. So if the Ponga experiment fails at six, it's going to be Gamble that goes in. And for man, if Braley goes down, he's the next man up at hooker. Mate, that's a great point because, what, Caitlin's going to play 10 games. So... <laughs> <laughs> Look, Gamble's going to put that juju on us, man. Gamble's going to be needed at some point. Well, yeah, I mean, even for Origin, yeah, who knows what's going to happen? Problem, but touchwood, yeah. that doesn't have, it doesn't come to that. Problem for Gamble is most of his good scoring in the past has come with massive kicking game, yep. and he's not going to get that with Hastings. Hastings is going to be totally dominant. He's got the most touches in the NRL as a half, so I just don't see that happening. Now I know that you're pretty excited. To talk some cashies, because the first guy you've been talking and rapping for about two months now, so I can't wait for you to spit what you've got. Christian Mapalangi, 319k, break even to 22. Really weird. I know that he was a half back in Jersey Flag. Debuted at centre last year, but he's only been tagged as a half. Yeah, so a bit of backstory on him is, uh, shout out to my cousin Daniela. She actually taught him at, at Holy Cross and just said even during those... Is he a ride boy? Yeah, he's a ride boy. So he... Um, he was a gun then, and you're right, like in playing in the halves, he got signed to, to Manly into their junior system. Yep. Um, and I'm pretty sure Alex McKinnon brought him over. Like, and it was a it was a bit of a big deal because Manly was spewing to lose him and they kinda had Joshy Schuster who okay. was the heir apparent. So yeah, McKinnon always saw him as a as a future five eight and we've kinda I don't know, like the Knights have turned him into a, a center at the moment. Um, and with Kalen going to six, like there's actually no real opportunity, I guess, moving forward. Um, but the kid can play. Like, he just looks the goods. Um, and I think what really impressed, he only had, obviously, a very small sample size, but he loves the physicality. I think for, for a young a young guy coming into first grade at the end of last year when the Knights were really battling, you know, he, he averaged 40, and most of it was just through solid defensive work. It's pure wasn't, base, wasn't Yeah, it? pure base. Wasn't... Wasn't missing his tackles. Was able to... I'm pretty sure he had a, a decent try assist out to Young. Mm. Um and yeah, if he can get a crack, because there is, again, there's some conjecture around where Gagai's going to play. Yeah. Like, if he's not the starting center, there's a potential that he's going to be the fullback. There's also potential that he might move to the wing. Um, and and the other thing is that Bess is also, even though he's signed long-term and we see him as a future player, his defensive side of the game has let him down. So, Maps has been putting pressure on him. And I think if he gets a crack, he's a, a no-brainer to put in. I know you love him. You started calling him Maps. Maps, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a 38 average in New South Wales Cup. Again, what I really like, all base, right? He only scored one try. So, yep. 
Yeah. You know that he's he doesn't shirt away from his work, and you know he's going to get his hands busy. So yeah, kind of like, kind of like a Will Penasini. You know, yeah. just gets into his defensive work, breaks some tackles. Mate, the other guy I want to talk about, Dom Young. So he's coming, probably one of the most impressive players out of that World Cup. Super young, 474k, break even at 33. Now he does lose his centre tag, but his score, try scoring strike rate for a young bloke at 0.7 last year. His defence proved heaps. Still a little bit error prone, but I think the natural progression of a player like him, again, contract year, younger player want to be impressive. When you think about it, where he's priced at, what, 33? Yeah. I can see Dom Young easily maybe projecting towards that 40 mark. Yeah, there's definitely upside there. I think um, I think the one thing that obviously the, the stats don't say is that he is lightning quick. He so is. there's a there was a highlight reel that NRL's been putting out, like the, the best try savers of the How year. How many times have you watched it? Man, I've watched the try saver of him cutting down Nick Reamer at least 20 times. He, <laughs> just come, he comes from the other side of the field and from a break, like a troll breaks the field through the middle, moves to the edge, and then out of nowhere, Dom Young comes and just swoops up Nicarim. You're like, wow, where did he come from? Um, and as a Knights fan, he was our only shining light last year. And a lot of it was in that base. So he really loved his kick returns. And I think as he's getting older, like he's still a young guy. So as he's getting older, he's had that World Cup experience. I yep. think there's just a lot of upside to him. Really like it. Now, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but on my radar is Jack Everington at 362K, <laughs> break even at 25 they're talking about him. He's been playing outside Ponga in the training yeah. on the left edge. But when you think about it, a break even at 25, even for the madman, if he play, if he starts on the edge, he'll get a duel right. Yeah. Gives your squad a little bit of versatility. I've heard right now. I'm, I'm just, it's I'm playing it to myself. <laughs> I don't mind it. Just it, another the more I play it, the more I like. I know that he's not going to shoot the lights out. It still might only be maybe a 35, 36 average. Mm. But he's still making you Man, money. That's still cash. And I think, um, well, what's the stat they're pulling out on him? So he was one of the top 10 quickest players, wasn't he? <laughs> like, I think so. In the, in the Telstra tracker. So Over mate, a metre. <laughs> come on, mate. Give him a bit of credit. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he's really quick. Like, he's just really quick. And, um, you know, maybe if he's on an edge, he can't go as silly as he does in the middle. Um, and, yeah, I think he probably won't play 80. On the edge, I feel like that's where Elliot might actually get to play 80 and get pushed okay. out onto that edge. Um, but you hit the nail on the head. We don't need him to play 80. We need him to make cash. Um, and if he's starting on the edge, a dual, a dual player at that price, I think he's an absolute goer. All right, question for you. You're a father of two. Just had a, re- uh, a young boy recently. Congratulations, Patty. Thanks, mate. Now, Jack has also just had a, a young fella. So I want to know, will the young fella calm him down or make him more angry? Oh, that's such a good question. It's a loaded question. Uh, he'll feel... I reckon... Is it his first? Do we know? I think it's his first. Yeah, I reckon he'll be chill. He'll be, be much, chill. Yeah, I reckon he'll be chill. You'll be tired, but I reckon he'll be he'll be a bit more calmer. Okay, nice. I like it. All right, let's move on. Uh, maybe... Why don't we go some... Trap, trap, trap City. Trap, trap, city, trap, trap city, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, trap City, bitch. I thought we'll go to Trap because we all know who we want to talk about at the end. So we might as well <laughs> leave it to last. All right, now you've got Jacob Saifidi. Yep. 504k at 35 break even. Talk to me. He's a massive trap. So I can see the logic. You've got Clemmer leaving and minutes need to be gobbled up. And Jacob is more than likely going to be starting with his brother, Daniel. And he's identical to his brother, Daniel. And you would think that the scoring would be the same. However, over the years, and I've just broke it down. I've done some analysis with Clemmer playing, without Clemmer playing, with Daniel playing, without Daniel playing, him on that prop, him on the bench. 
his average, even on bigger ministers, does not move the needle enough. Like at best, at at best, you're probably looking at between like to thirty eight to to forty or something like that. And I just don't think he's just a trap. Don't fall into it. If anything, the other twin, which I'm, I think we're going to also speak about, is the much more appealing option. Um, but just don't do it. I've I've been hurt by him way too many times. That's fair. <laughs> now I've got Brabham Best on my list. He's just so unreliable. He's got all the tools in the world, speed, power, everything, but he's just defensive issues and he's just an injury away from just his season ending. Just don't do it to yourself. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know you've been waiting for this. Last night took L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. You ain't getting checks. Now, let's talk about Mr. Olympia himself, Catelyn Ponga. 532K, just sounds so good. A break-even at 37. Now, Pat, let's talk about his strengths and weaknesses because there's a heap of both. This is going to be probably the most talked-about player, I reckon, over the off-season because we just don't know what's going to happen because we saw a small sample of him playing there yep. in, was it 2018, wasn't it? Uh, By memory? Yeah, 19. So it didn't work that well. Nathan Brown was his coach at the time. Mitchell Pearce was his halfback at the time. What changes, man? I think, well, number one, he looks ready for the role. Like he's just so you've just fallen in love he's with just, him. I've fallen in love with him. I think, number one, I feel like back then it was just a, a, a roll of the dice. And I actually feel like the move was more about Connor Watson getting the minutes and playing fullback. Like I, I don't know. I just feel like there was a bit a bit going on. I just don't think the move was that well thought out. So jobs for the boys. Jobs for the boys, I think so. Um and I think what's different this year is regardless of the position, right? Even from a from a point scoring, like if if I remove my love interest of him, is the numbers don't lie. So even last year, his average is super low because he got knocked out, and that's the biggest concern is the concussions. Yeah. But if you look at his games playing over 70 minutes, he had a 46 average. So straight away, there's upside. He's an attacking gun. And from you know me and you had a chat about it, I don't think his game changes too much. He obviously has to ball play, but if we think about what's going to be lacking from a fullback perspective, so maybe his run meters go down. They mm. won't go from... Oh, they're definitely going to go down. They'll go down. He's going for 130. That's, Nathan Cleary doesn't hit 100 running meters. He's naturally yeah. going to go down. Yeah, so they'll naturally go down. But again, you know, he, he's not a massive run meter fullback. Yeah. So even when he's averaging the 46 and he's getting 50s, it's not necessarily over these 300 run meters. His, is base, is, his base will increase because yeah. of the tackles. Yeah, so tackles will go up... Um, and I just feel like he's going to engage the line a lot more. And I think that his positioning at 5'8 can also benefit where you know he's going to get the ball in a position where he's on the outside shoulder of an edge defender. Yep. So I feel like he's going to be able to run, break a tackle. The other thing that I like about him, and I was actually thinking about this on, oh, the, on the car man. on the way here, is he's <laughs> you not... You were thinking about him in the, the car. Was, man, of course, man. I'm thinking about him all the time at the moment. I think that he, for his try assist... Mm. So I was thinking about it. You know how a lot of halves don't necessarily get the try assist because they're giving it to so the creation. next player. Yeah, you know, the creation of it. He's not that guy because he can throw that bullet pass. So even his current try assist as a fullback, I just feel like they remain the same. Like he's not going to be the guy necessarily setting up the next person to then score the try. Yeah. He's going to throw that bullet. He's going to get the TA. Like I just think even from a just a pure numbers perspective, to me... He's a no-brainer. I'm actually not concerned about his concussions. 
I reckon it's a lot easier for him to defend in that front line. If you have a look at all the concussions that he got last year, I think it was two and then there was a HIA that he failed. Yeah. But every single one was him at like this top speed yeah. and they changed direction on him. Like I know that he'll be facing bigger edge mm. back rollers time and time again and obviously the accumulation of making more tackles. But he's got a bigger body and a lot of it is coming straight at you. Yeah. So you have a lot more time to make a decision compared to him at full speed trying to come across and just put himself in weird positions. Yeah. I think he'll be okay that way. I think what we've both also agreed is Kalen is not a he's not going to be a season long keeper. Mm. I think it's a really smart play if you do want to take the play punt to get in early and then yeah. get the hell out. Yeah, well what? They've got the round ten bye and then he's gonna play Origin. Right. So round ten will be the perfect time exactly. if you want to back this narrative yeah. to get in. They get that six games where you think that he might get some momentum. Yeah. Then into the, they might play pretty good against these next teams because yeah. they've made some momentum. Mm. Get it, and then maybe get someone more reliable like a Joey Money. Yeah, uh, and that's that's a hundred percent the way to go. Like I think that regard, even if he becomes keeper level scores, his middle period with Origin and the buy. Oh, I hope just, he does, mate. Yeah, because then we're making money. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And um, you know, he might come back later, but you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, get him to that buy round, and I think you're sweet. Yeah. So there's still plenty to consider. We'll have some more analysis during the preseason. But the other question is, if you believe this narrative of the Knights, I think you have to also back Jackson Hastings. He's yep. at six hundred and forty-five k. You break even at forty five. I think you either sink or swim with the two of them, mate. <laughs> I've got too. Many, I've got so many nice players in my team at the moment. I, I I agree with you, and as you and me were doing the projections, he's num. He's going to do everything for the Knights, everything, and even in a poor Tigers team, he was still cracking those mid fifties and like he was just doing everything. He was doing all the kick meters. He was still running for a hundred meters a game. He just took the you know, and he's a good defender. He's a big body, so. If you think the Knights are going to actually do do okay in that, especially in that initial period, I think Hastings is definitely another upsider. The only thing that really worries me is the amount of club hopping that he does and the bad reputation that he's building. He's like the kid that gets expelled from every school. <laughs> Seriously, it's true. But oh, what do you reckon he'll get sacked mid-season? I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just kind of worried about kind of. What he's really like behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe putting people offside him. A little bit. Like, when you think about the Tigers have gone with no backup halves <laughs> instead of keeping him. But they've stacked up on mids. So they really, at this stage, don't even need Clemmer. It's true. I think... Oh, it's actually such a great point that you bring up. But from what I understand... Um, I was listening to, to James Graham on, on his podcast. And he yep. was kind of explaining about... Um, what do they what do they call him? A difficult person. Like Hastings is a difficult person. And he's just kind of like, yeah, you want people in your organization to be difficult. Well, you've pushed can. the buttons a little yeah, bit, right? You know, so as long as you're coming back with ideas. And Hastings kind of seems like that to me. Whether or not the boys get around that, I don't know. But I, I just feel that... Maybe it's just a competitor in him, right? Yeah, I feel that he's doing it for the best of the team. Yep. I think so too. Let's put a projection on both of these guys. Now, Paddy, we've got a little range here. We... Agreed, maybe Ponga, 48 to 50. And then we've got Jackson Hastings, a little bit higher at 53, 53 to 55. Yeah, I think I think they're both, yeah, they're both buyers. But, like, I mean, it depends on how many. And you know, Sorry, another thing that we didn't say, if Ponga's the six, he's a jewel. Like, that's massive as well. You know what? Even though that 
We're saying don't load up on the nights. The round ten buy means that we can, but we <laughs> yeah, can load up. True, because you have a lot of so time true. to take them out, mate. It's true. I think I think they're both goalers. I've got them both in my team, but obviously I'm a bit biased. <laughs> the other guy we might be considering, Daniel Saifidi, 545k, break even of 38. Just mentioned that man Clemmer who's leaving, so we need a leader of the pack. Now I think it might be a bit of a joint effort now between Daniel Saifidi. And Adam Elliott. And Pat, we saw some great performance from him in 2021. What, averaging, what, mid-50s, was it? Yeah, so 50 and 50 minutes is what he was averaging. Nice. So really nice. Um, And I just think a a bit of backstory on him as well. Last year, the Knights had a massive disrupted preseason, so they were all probably a little bit under. But Daniel in particular was injured. So he pretty much didn't have it. And then he was in and out the whole year. He was injured. Like, he was injured during Origin. So his form was down. Um, And if we talk about bounce back, you're right. He's gonna. He is the one out of all of them that needs to pick up the Clemmer slack, and he's got it. He's got rep experience. You know, if he's if he can bring some of that Origin attitude into camp, I think he's got a lot of upside. So I think fifty, you know, is definitely on the cards. Job um, security is great too, right? Job security is great, and um, he's just yeah. a quality player. Like he's so much better than his brother. I still can't believe Freddie picked his brother. I think he was maybe hoping Daniel turned up instead of him. Well, did you see, mate? He's killed it though, Jacob. He did kill it. I don't think he killed it, mate. He came on and changed the game. Have you seen his numbers? They were terrible. <laughs> what a try! A couple of tackle breaks. You're right, mate. Uh, there yeah. you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Newcastle Knights. I'm sure that you probably opened up your app and you now have like eight players from the Knights in your team. <laughs> They're so, all buyers. Sorry about that. <laughs> we'll have the next one with the Cronulla Sharks. Hopefully, they can even you out. Maybe you get Nico and a few of the other boys in the team just to kind of start adding a few others and subtracting some nights. But that was a pretty good one, Pat. That was pretty. I was pleased with that for our first. Yeah, effort. thanks, mate. First hit out. Yeah, it was, good. It was a bit it was good of a trial. It was yeah. a trial match. <laughs> mate, it was good to be back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please leave us a review on Spotify, Apple. You can join the banter on social media Facebook, Talking League Pod, Twitter, Talking League One, Instagram, Talking League pod now stay tuned for some big announcement we have something huge dropping on monday the january 30 so stay tuned because it's going to cover even more players than it's in today's podcast so it'll be a good one and also our friends at game Bay squad they've got some major announcements coming up in the next couple of weeks as well they've got product and enhancements and prizes that are going to be huge for 2023 so be sure to register your fantasy team for free at game www.gamedaysquad.com.au but patty thanks for your thoughts we'll see you on friday with the sharkies thanks brother All right, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe.